It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the sale home match in the Challenge Cup. It's a beautiful day, per- perfect conditions, bit of a breeze, pitch looking good. William, is this a season-defining match or is it still just a season-shaping match? I think it's probably defining in this competition. Uh, Connacht can still qualify, even if they lose today and they go and win next week. They could still get a quarter-final berth, but it would allow them an opportunity to maybe control whether they get a home quarter-final. I think it's an important game for them. They need to win, otherwise they're going to go three out of four losses, and that's something they don't want at this time of the season. They were well in the game in Sale. They didn't see it out. Uh, two pretty high-class teams today, Sale playing really well. The good atmosphere, it's just starting to fill up in here now. It's 3 o'clock on a Saturday. It's a slightly different feel to it, but uh, this has the makings of a very good game of rugby. The conditions are excellent. They certainly are. We'll talk again on 20 minutes. Okay, William, just gone 21 minutes. Connacht now lead 10-0, but it's been a very stop-start game. Yeah, it's been sailed really, really trying to play it at their pace. Connacht have got sucked into that a little bit, but they've just scored a fine try there. They've had some good field position. A couple of line-outs went a bit wrong, but they're, they're well in now, and they've got to make sure that Sale are kept out for the next few minutes. Don't give them a way back in because they don't seem 100% on it. Very similar to what happened in Manchester, but then, of course, second half, they got going, so Connacht won't be taking anything for granted. That's it. Kyle Godwin got that try. We'll talk again on halftime. Halftime score, Connacht 17, Sale 7. We don't sound as happy as we should be. No, it's been a strange half. It's been like watching a premiership match speed-wise, but Sale have sort of they've created a couple of chances and Connacht have just gifted them a try right there Connacht maybe needed another score it's hard to know what this wind is worth but uh, 10 point lead look they'd have taken that probably at the start but Sale just showed you give them an inch and they take a mile they scored a fine try on just on the cusp there so have to get at it again very quickly in the second half very similar to the game in Sale and Sale didn't panic in that game when they got themselves well in and won quite comfortably so Connacht are going to have to be really at it early here they certainly are and they'll be playing against a fairly stiff breeze in the second half so we'll talk again on 60 minutes 61 minutes Connacht lead 17-12 but it's a penalty a kickable penalty to Sale it's been a tough second half William yeah, Sailor dominating it. They're playing the better rugby. Uh, Connacht have just made a lot of errors, given away a lot of penalties, and they're being physically beaten up a bit now. And uh, it's going to be a tough one to hold on to. Sale 17 0 down at one stage. They didn't panic and they got their way back into the game for that try just on half time, and they've built on it. So from here, this will be a good one to win. It certainly would. The clerk's missed two kicks already in this half. I'm not sure he's going to miss this one. We'll wait and see if he gets it have to allow for a fair bit of crosswind there but he's right in front of the post well he's nailed that one 62 minutes Connick lead 17-15 time's up on the clock Sale have a penalty on the 22 but they decided to kick it into touch rather than take their points they're losing by two this is huge
Cassell have blown it. Offside at the line out. Connacht win by 20 points to 18. Connacht managed to lose 17 point lead and still will, William. We're winning. Yeah, a squeaky performance, um, but they've got the, the job done. I think both sides will be happy. Connacht have got four points out of it and Sale have got a point. So sort of sets up next week for both of them, probably with slightly different game plans. Poor game of rugby, um, not helped by a referee who I don't think was particularly biased. I think he was just poor on occasions. But the job is done and uh, roll on Bordeaux. It will indeed. The next voice you hear will be Rob Murphy. Connacht have won just Niall you. How are you doing, Rob? Welcome along, first of all, yeah. Well, yeah. thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Uh, made a little bit more pleasurable by the fact that they won. Yep, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, all right, performance, a bit sloppy. Um, but sure, they'll take the four and um, all set for next week in Bordeaux. All right, performance, a bit sloppy. Any other headlines to add to that? Welcome along, Dave Finn. That sounds like a headline. Um, yeah, uh, take your points. Take your points. If you have a chance to win the game with a penalty laid on, even if your kicker's been a bit ropey, take your points. That's but Connick turned down three points with about eight minutes to go. Yeah, and got away with it because we got a penalty right in front of yeah, the points and just, then took it. Um, <laughs> just, well, it was funny that Andy Friend was like, I can't believe they didn't take the points. I was like, yeah, your team didn't do that either, Andy. Oh, uh, yeah, fair point as well. Um, and I thought know, at I that not, stage they were I wouldn't, thinking... I wouldn't like kicking into the wind in that, in that one. Fair point. It wasn't... I certainly... Well... It, it wasn't the last kick of the game when you have a chance right at the end yeah. with the wind yeah. yeah true enough true enough um, I don't know there's some, uh, what can you say about about that really just exactly what I thought really there's just some sloppy really sloppy mistakes um, not helped by a poor performance by the referee yeah and 29 penalties oh like yeah they give away 5 penalties in a row at one stage Five um, and he didn't. He didn't toss them. Talk. We we also gave away four in a row mm. in very similar circumstances in the first half. And you thought, oh, we're going to get a talk to it. No, or the second half, I should say. Which would be right, you know, if you if you yeah, yeah, yeah. if you think they, you're, the one team is giving away four four or five penalties, well, then you're certainly at least going to talk to them. No but control over scrums. No, no, no control over anything. Um, not helped though. Not helped. No, no TMO is you know. No TMO is really hard. The touch does just try to to get involved. I was a mess. I mean. It just felt like, it really felt like the classic old style. He refs in a different league and there's loads of different interpretations. Yeah. You don't expect at this stage. I mean, I I thought some, it was weird where he, I've always had an issue with where certain referees stand and the French referees stand in a different place. And he was, he was very obsessed with standing, looking at the offside line. Now, there were still players offside on both sides, but it meant that there was a free-for-all going on at, at, at rock time. So I have no idea what was going on at the rock. I, I mean, I, I, would defer to, I would defer to Niall in terms of, of, the, of the technicalities of the game. But there were things that were happening there. He was let down by there not being a TMO. Steve, um, it's been brought up, brought up in, in, the, in the post-match stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Look, lads, never mind the quality field of points is all I can say about that. <laughs> all right, that's the start of the podcast. Coming up on this week's podcast, you're going to hear Andy Friend right now, then you'll hear Alton Delan, and you'll hear Steve Diamond chatting to William Davis. Andy, none of us know how to feel after that other than being really happy that Connacht have got a home win, but it, it was a strange game. Uh, bizarre game of rugby. Really was. It was a really frustrating game to watch, to be be a part of. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes rugby produces that sort of a game. But uh, the pleasing thing is we came out the right end of it and we got four points. 
just about it was tough I don't want to straight away ask you about officiating but it was a scrappy game a lot of penalties let's put it that way and towards the end it just felt like the the if you want to say the gods were against Connacht because it just was flowing towards Sale. Yeah, and that's you know, I, I I thought we defended really bravely in that in that last few minutes, and you know the message had gone down. It's an obvious one, but you know let's be squeaky clean there. Nothing, nothing to give him an easy penalty. Um, and as you know, we we gave the penalty away there over on the left side, and yeah, that, that I was really frustrated with that. Um, uh, so I walked out, I walked out of the box, and I came downstairs because at that stage you can't do anything, can you? Mm. There's no point standing there getting upset and getting frustrated with it. So as I was walking down, I got downstairs and and I looked, and I'm thinking they're not lining it up. They're kicking for the corner. You're dreaming. Anyway, um, that's the decisions they made, and and off the line out, uh, they gave away the penalty. So um, it's good to get that win. As a coach, do you look at a moment like that and you think that could be big for us because we didn't lose almost in a situation where it looked like it was it was going to be that way? Yeah, listen, I'll look at it and we'll, and we'll review that on, on Monday as to how do we give them two chances, really. Mm. So to me, we'd won the game. We get that penalty that Shane Delahunt gets the turnover and we kick to the halfway line. That's our line out. There's 10 seconds left on the clock. We win that line out, which our line out's been outstanding all year. We win that line out. We maul it for about five seconds we put the ball into touch that's the end of the game but we didn't and that's the moment there right there that uh, we've got to fix that because as good as we we were and as brave as we were through the other stuff when we get to those championship games you give a championship team or champion team an opportunity like that they're going to take it more times than not so that's the area that was probably the most frustrating for me uh, that we need to fix and I'll guarantee you we'll fix it but it's nice to have made the error and got away with a win. 17-0 was kind of a strange scoreline. You probably knew that as a team and, and as a coaching team yourselves. That go, that second try was kind of straight after the first one. It was almost kind of a bolt against the blue. But at the same time, it's a huge lead to let slip. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, yeah, and that magic number of 17, we've seen that before. A few weeks ago at RDS, it was 17 points we were up by. And as soon as I saw the 17, I thought, oh, here we go. Um, but yeah, that, that breeze was also a strong breeze too. And I know, uh, you know, there was a bit of lip coming in at half time. There, some of their players suggesting that it was a 20 point wind and we should have been further ahead. So that was obviously in their mind. It wasn't in our mind at all. But um, yeah, there is an element of the of the, the the Galway breeze that can bring a few more points. Pleasing thing was we held out. What about the man who's just come into the room here? He's put in the man of the match display after signing a new contract. I didn't realise he'd been given the man of the match, but he should have been. He was outstanding, mate. I thought he, uh, just his carries, his physicality. Um, his We're talking out. about Alton Delano, I should say. For yeah, this. yeah, we are. <laughs> I thought uh, Alty was, was fantastic. You know, we've seen glimpses of that throughout the year. and um, you know, Contract negotiations weigh heavily on players' minds. and I think for a lot of people, you often don't look at you know, some of the things that are happening behind the scenes that are going on. But, you know, the pleasing thing for us is that Alti has signed with Connor for the next two years. Um, the, the next game out, he, he delivers a performance like that, which was uh, which was outstanding and uh, great to have him here. All season, you've just taken this competition game by game and you've insisted you're trying to win it as well as use players. Now you're in a situation where going into the final game, a win of any kind, and you're into the last eight. Home quarterfinals or not, you're not too worried about that, are you? Just getting to the last eight. Yeah, everything's about getting into the top eight. We said that, um, and I think if you if you if you look too far ahead on those things, and this could happen, and this could happen, we could get a home semi. You just you're wasting energy on stuff you can't really control. So 
what we can control is how we recover after this one, how we prepare for Bordeaux and how we get across there and, and hopefully get that win against Bordeaux. Any danger of complacency considering they're out of it now? No, not from our side, no way, because you know, we now know we're in control of that. Um, so I know that there certainly wouldn't be an ounce of complacency. And you know what, I haven't seen it uh, in this team at all. I think, well, I beg your pardon, Ospreys, we, we probably, we had an element of complacency, not complacency, but we just, we weren't, we weren't our 100% self going into that game, but that's the only time I've seen it this year. And we talked about that as a squad and we've addressed that and, and I'll guarantee it won't happen again. Colton Delan, man of the match. Uh, let's start with that. It was a big display from yourself individually. Did you feel like you had got to your best level today? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Some good, some okay. Uh, I was definitely happy with with some of my carries. I think it's been a, it's been a work on for me. But uh, I, I actually had no idea about the the, the man of the match. I thought Dennis Buckley got it for some reason. Maybe a bit delusional in the end. But uh, no, it was it was a all round. I think for, from the boys, it was a great shift in the first half. But obviously, we we let it slip in the second half quite a bit. So uh, it's a huge thing to work on for next week because we definitely can't slip up in that game. Yeah, it was a strange game. Look, you score seventeen and you concede eighteen. That's not the way you want any game to play out. When they went ahead what was the message yeah I mean it was it was just before half time when they got that try we, we knew they'd be coming out with their tails up and to be to be fair first thing in the, in the second half I think we I think we got a bit we got a bit of the green we got the ball back but all of a sudden they they had that physicality and I think the theme for us was to get the double shots get two man tackles on, on them and it just kind of slipped a little bit and that really gave that really got them going so uh it's it's definitely a work on for me for for us as, as a squad. I think we we have we have what it takes to to maintain that dominance on teams, but it just it just sometimes doesn't happen. And I think it's that's the difference between making us a good team to a great team. You're a different team than the team Connacht faced in October. They're going really well in England. Did you get a feel for how good they are today? Yeah, I mean. Well, see, we knew they were we knew they were on a winning streak. I mean, beating Saracens is is a nice thing to have on your belt. So, uh, and and we caught wind that they they potentially up here for for a Christmas party with a big squad. So there there was a bit of motivation behind behind this behind this game. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously they've been going quite well. We knew the physicality they'd bring, especially from earlier in the season. They're very, really a niggly team, and they like to to get in the minds of their opposition. So it was a big team to not get to their level and just to stay on stay on point stay on task and i mean we did it was good at times but again it's it's tough it's tough uh, saying one thing and doing it at the same time but uh just we're just delighted to get the win was there a bit of relief as well jeez uh, i mean we uh, I, was, I was quite surprised i didn't go for the kick yeah. uh just yeah but maybe i suppose faf but was he a 50 percent kicking or the, the, on the day maybe which 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 is what um which played a part in, in that decision, but look, it, it was it was lucky. It was lucky from us in the end. There's no other way to put it that uh, that we got that penalty. So um, you know we'll have to take it as, as it is. Obviously, using the squad, but what do you want to get out of this Bordeaux performance, or what do you want to improve on ahead of uh, the Bordeaux clash next week that you have to win to get to the quarterfinals? Of course. I think there's no uh, there should be no reason why we don't we don't get uh, don't get, don't get a bonus point out there. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we, we we have to be we have to stay game focused, and there's no room for complacency. We're we're growing as a team at the moment, but uh, no matter who gets selected, it's got it's it's got to be a it's, it's a must win for us. This uh, irrespective of where they are in the table, um, and that and that's that's going to take us to a good good place. Steve, from 17 nil down to get a bonus point was that was that enough today? Considering what's coming for you next week. Well, I think um, I think I think it's a daunting task coming here. People underestimate it. We certainly didn't, and we knew after 20 minutes what what we're in store for. But the elements were 
were with Connor in the in the first half, and we knew if we could stay in, I thought it'd be a 15, 12, 15 point win that, and it's it, it was um, a game of two halves, as we say um, in the old days. Uh, but you know, I think I think it's enough for us to uh, to regroup tonight. We'll have we'll enjoy ourselves the hospitality of uh, Galway, and um, we'll get back into it on Monday, Tuesday, and. You know, we've got Perpignan at home. We're, we're, we're a bit like Connor, the way we look at things. We're, we're a real hard-working side. We've got a brilliant home record. And uh, we'll, we'll be looking to, to try and take a few of those errors out of our game, taking nothing away from Connor. They, they played very well. You might have been a little slow off the mark, but, you know, is, is it difficult coming, changing competitions to come from three very good wins in the Premiership, moving up the table to have to come back into a, a, just a different setup? Uh, no, not really. I, I think... I think well, he's always a challenge, and no doubt these men have the same challenge. You know, we had three 18, 19-year-olds out there today, and we, we, we blood them, and it's, it's really good. The kid at fly half, I thought, did really well for his, for, for, you know, only playing two or three games for us. Uh, but no, no, I think, um, I think we do, kind of edged us a little bit in the physicality, certainly in the driving mall. Uh, and they're a good game-man-like team, aren't they? They play the referee very well, let's say. Uh, and again, taking no credit, I thought, overall, 80 minutes, they deserve their win. Just one question about this, this tournament in general. Uh, does it really suffer without having TMOs? And that's for both sides. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think they've got to decide what this competition is. You know, and they've got to decide whether where we put all our energies in the Premiership. And, you know, we, 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 we personally like the competition. It gives us a, uh, something to play for. Uh, you know, certainly in the Premiership when we're going against the big boys week in, week out. Um, and I think the, the powers that be have to get that right. You know, I, I think there is room for another competition, but, you know, it, it's defying all logic with what we're talking about, safety in the game and all that sort of malarkey. If you can't afford to have a bloody screen and a TMO here, then we might as well scrap it and not do it. You know, it, it's mad. It's like uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon rugby. You know, I think the, the, the powers that be have to make a decision and, 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 and get their asses into gear on that. And looking forward to next week for you, Perpignan. I suppose there was a feeling maybe you would have got a win against Bordeaux at home, so you won't be taking them lightly. No, no. But again, we've just said to lads, John and myself, you know, we, we didn't play well. We played really well against Bordeaux away. We put 50 on them, and then we got our backsides kicked at home. But that, you know, we're, we're a development side at the minute. We're still learning. We've got a lot of new players, a lot of young kids, and we need the, the kick up the backside to occasionally to get us back into form. After the Bordeaux game, we beat Bristol. Um, Gloucester away and Saracen so you know we're, we're still in that trajectory of learning so and, and, and nothing nothing for the learning curve than today coming here and a good game of rugby you know the, it, was, it was never over till the last whistle and uh, you know we, we, we've got no hard feelings we, uh, we, we go away disappointed but um, through our own uh, lack of en- uh, not endeavour but skill in, in certain areas of the game We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtlan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs. All right, before we get back to the lads here, and I think Lindy will join us if she can. We'll see how that works out. She's busy, busy inside, filing deadlines, doing good journalist work. Mm-hmm. Out here on the terraces, we were chatting to uh, a debutante in the press box, very much experienced Irish international, Jenny Murphy, who was down here for News Talk. She had a bit of a tough time, I think, Niall. 
She did, the poor devil. They, um, uh, I think she's going to bring her, um, her extension lead the next time. The, she had a big transformer, a big power supply, and it wouldn't, just wouldn't plug into the sports ground press box um, uh, sockets. So uh, yeah, It's probably was, worth noting. I know she, she's hard on herself in this here, but it is worth noting that most... Most people, when they start being used as pundits, they, they have people like engineers and support staff. But the way it works nowadays is, there you go, here, here's, the, here's the ISDM box, off you go. Well, she had me and Dave and we were no help. So <laughs> Yeah, you're left with Dave and Niall sitting beside you going, sorry, sorry. Anyways, I think she got on Skype. Here she is, Jenny Murphy, her thoughts on Connick's win over sale today. Irish Women's International, Jenny Murphy's with us. You're working with News Talk today. How did you enjoy the experience? It was a tough job. I think you had some technical challenges, but um, all fun. All technical challenges. Welcome um, to the world of radio journalism. Yeah, it was using Skype. So so far, um, Connacht did a much better job um, playing rugby than I did of, of, of doing any kind of commentary whatsoever. But, you know, if I was to pick one to do better than the other, it'd be a Connacht win, so I'll take it. <laughs> but see, the, the hard challenge for you is, like, you're expected to not only be uh, and uh, analyse a game, but you're also expected to engineer. So we, I have you have my sympathy. Yeah, I can barely work a toaster so they shouldn't have let me near any kind of computers and microphones it's their own fault Niall's with us as well and you can chirp in when you want to hear Niall but first things first overall impression um, I thought it was a, a, an extremely physical game and Connacht came out of the blocks hard um, Sale did well to claw back but again that kind of resilience and belief and they kept on kind of sticking to their game plan the whole time and even though you know, it was in patches didn't work out so well. Kept the kind of discipline and kept at it, and in, in the end, they were rewarded with a, a two point win. So, you know, a good day at the office. Um, a little bit nervy at times. Um, well, for for viewers anyway. But uh, yeah, all in all, good win. And now we're is it draw at the top of the table now? Pool three. Draw at the top of the table. Am I right in saying that we've looked? I looked at the rules, anyways, at this stage, and, and I'm pretty sure that uh, it'll be the head-to-head. So Sale have the advantage there because they are at home to Perpignan. But I think a quarter-final Connacht would be happy with that. Was you watched? The, I'm sure you kept an eye on the Munster game last week. Did you feel like Connacht stepped back from that, or is it just a whole different opponent today in a different game? Really? Uh, like I, I, I think it's a different opponent, and you kind of. But uh, like I don't. I was talking to Andy Friend after the game, and and he said himself, it's it's about now not kind of looking at an opponent and changing your game plan it's it's about you know sticking to what we're good at and stick to the Connacht game plan and do what they're doing and you can you can see that you can see it slowly kind of coming to a head similar with Munster in the last couple of months you couldn't really figure out what their plan or structure was and now it's coming into place and the same with Connacht so I think they stuck to the task at hand worked really well um, and like I'm freezing but delighted Sports ground, like it's freezing but delighted. That's like the Andy friend. You get used to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get used to it. No, you just um, bring your extension lead the next time. Surprised your predecessor didn't tell you to bring your. Oh, it was probably my own fault. Like I, I rocked up too early, lost my phone. Um, so no, I, I can't shift any of the blame. It's all on me, I'm afraid. Oh, and I still, I still maintain the commentators' union here. Like there's too much pressure on us. We have to do all the work now. I'd say that all right, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's not I'm going to get followed up on that. Anything else to struck you for Connacht tonight? Big impact on the bench. Fianga continues to be a key, key man. He came off, made a difference. What about Alton Delan as well? We feel it's probably the best performance of the season from him. Yeah, just huge work rate. I fa- he found himself at times on the wing and, and coped very well. Um, particularly impressed with Matt Healy's lovely kicks. Um, I thought he put, like, 
lovely probing, probing kicks put Sale under pressure a lot of the time mm. and, and, and force them force some nice set piece and line outs deep into their territory which again Connacht did pounce on and got some scores there so it, it, it was kind of nice to see the back three and again Tiernan O'Hanlon back Bundiaki uh, kind of like they'd never left like slipped in seamlessly and um, just solid overall I'd love to see them push on and I think now that's like the first time that that team has been kind of together in a while so we'll only see improvements Uh, the voice of Jenny Murphy another addition to the Rugby Media Corps and we wish her luck on that Uh, superb Leinster Irish Sevens Irish International injury has curtailed her career probably shorter than it should have it was nice to get that input as well just on general take on that I think there's a real feeling that Sale are good and they're a hard team to play against and maybe we shouldn't be too harsh on Connacht's performance today Oh that's a good team I mean you don't beat Saracens if you're not a good team I mean there are better there are better teams on, uh, officially that, that have really struggled with Saracens and they bet them um, we saw what they were really like in the second half in, in Manchester they, they just pummeled us off the pitch they have a fantastic back row they have Possibly, I was going to say the best scrum half in the world in, at club level, except he, we now know today he's not as good off the kick and tee. And that's the only fault I have with him winning the Clark. Oh, I think again it was superb and dragged him kicking and screaming back into the game because they were a bit ropey in the first 30 minutes. But they're a good team. They're a good team. They're coached well. I know, as I said last week, I don't think Steve Diamond is, ev- Steve Diamond is everybody's cup of tea. But hey, he's got them playing well. He's got them playing as a team. They had 13 of the 15 that played against Saracens. And ultimately, when the record books look back on, no one will remember that we, we, were, we weren't great in the second half and they missed a kick at goal. They, they didn't go for goal when they could have. They'll just say, can't bet that team, 2018. And, you know, maybe we are being a bit harsh. I thought, I thought the media was a bit harsh on us last week. It was all about how great Munster were, not how good Connacht were. And we saw how good Munster can be last night. So, yeah, we'll, we should take, we should glory in our wins. But if people aren't talking about us and they're talking more about sale, ah, just, we still won the game. We still have the four points. I thought we. Connacht were better last week against Munster than they were today overall yeah, well, Connacht, yeah probably were um, Sale weren't as good interesting one from Sale I was um, I do work for EPCR at um, matches European games and um, they only used three subs their front row played the entire 80 minutes wow very unusual um, so they had a very young bench they did they did but I have well a mix of a bench I have a uh, a small theory that they're going to tail off at the end of the season ah, yeah. in the Gallery Premiership and, and is I, that why he's kind of mentioning in the press conference he talked about we're a work in progress there's a lot of new players because I think he's probably realises they're probably ahead of where they, ahead of the curve right now uh, they probably are as good as they look today at times I, you know um, there were 13 of the same team uh, today after playing last week against Saracens which would have been a bruiser of a game um, I'd love to know what their amount of changes were uh, from the week before that again I, I just I suspect they have a small squad I, numbers wise I'm sure they're the same size squad as everybody else but quality wise I'd say they, you know, they have a small squad I just I can see them falling, falling away they're um, your props to play that much yeah. 80 minutes I wonder what they did last week um, so they'll have a, you know they'll have an easy win next week they'll get they have a couple of weeks off then um, but I can just see them tailing away they're going to flog there's, they're going to have a dip in their performance I think but at the moment they're very good Connacht played like I said it was sloppy we don't have a strong enough you know we didn't have a, our 
top squad out in my opinion we didn't you know this fella's injured and we rotate and Connacht rotated players yeah. same last week Connacht you know it was a, a two thirds Connacht team last week that played against Munster and I that's well that's what I think but um, did you know that was the first time Bundyaki and uh, Kyle Godwin played together in the centre for Connacht I did know did that see, yeah so like I find that interesting yeah, that's true. That's true. How um, did you think they played? That tried start was a lovely moment. It was. Yeah, James O'Connor did not want to know a single thing about Bundy. That is for sure. <laughs> the ball ripped out of his hands in the early stages. No, he uh, he didn't want it. I'd say um, last week he was he was the cause of the uh, two Saracens tries. He was he didn't Ouch. he didn't stand up at all. But uh, I could say this week he did not want to know about Bundy at all. And Bundy wasn't one hundred percent. No, no, he's not. No. Um, but uh, we know we've a class operator in Godwin, and um, he'll probably be alongside Farrell next week because Aki probably won't go to Bordeaux, correct? <sighs> you, if, if you have Aki for eighty minutes, you, you use him in Cardiff, surely, lads. Yeah, I, 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 I won't happen. I'd say that's too near. Of course, too, too near the internationals. Yeah, so yeah. if you have him at all, you use him next week. We'll be using next week, but he mightn't be playing. He didn't look right coming off. Well, I don't know if he is or not. But, but I mean, Bundy does come off. And he looks. I mean, you'd have to. Lit, uh, look, Bundy's a guy you have to drag kicking and screaming off the pitch. He won't. He won't admit. He won't admit himself. I think you might see Farrell Godwin next week and Farrell and Godwin in um, in, 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 in Cardiff it's, it's, I think the Cardiff game is probably of the two games if you're being 100% honest I think the, more rise in the Cardiff game than rise next week I'm not saying you don't go and win you have to win you have to win every game um, but I think more rise than that so you might see a little uh, there might be a stronger team going to Cardiff the next week but I, I'm gonna, this is going to be my mantra I won't know until I see the teams I wasn't expecting that sale team to Yesterday. When I saw the sales team, I'm going, my God, they are coming to win this game. And they did come to win this, this game. This is your so. weekly mantra of, don't ask me until I see dead teams. And you're right, because it, it, the game is so defined by that. This Bordeaux game, you can't let it slip either of you. Because a 17 probably won't be enough, I think, for a quarter final. They need to win it. Do they? I don't know. I think they do. But like, let's. I mean, let, let's be frank. Uh, I think we, we know Northampton are going to go through. I mean, no offense to Tim Shore or Saracens, but they are not going to get. Northampton will go to 20 so they're definitely going to go through irrespective of what happens against Clermont uh, but then you've got we are now the, the second high we are now the highest of the two second teams but then you've got Treviso will come up on 16 and um, and there's a, there's a very there's a very interesting part of Trivio so one, both of them might well get through it's hard to know so how important is it? next well, week well, frame next week for me that's a better way to put it um because we're thinking about Cardiff, aren't we? In terms of Pro 14 playoffs, which would be an enormous turnaround from last season. That seems to be the golden target. But they can't miss out in the quarterfinal from here. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be okay. I just it's just dawned on me there that um, they're really rotating the squad and they're using all the players. So that that's a really good sign. We we did have a situation in the you know where we used to kind of not so much flog one team, but we had one definite first team. Whereas now. I'm, you know, I'm really happy when fellas can step in and, um, you know, come out of the squad and the whole lot. I, I do, next week, I don't know, I don't know. Jack has to rest, and I, you know, I. That's a worry. Yeah, like you Those know, kind of things can be bigger than in the first <clears throat> look. Well, that's true, that's true. But you've got you've got Horwitz and Steve Fitz there, um, Connor Fitz even. Yeah, you Steve Fitz as well actually. <laughs> Steve Fitz is not registered. Is he not? No. Oh, Nigel's Lloyd. Nigel's Lloyd, yeah. So or Nigel, yeah. Or they're not, they weren't registered. Well, yeah. Oh, Danny, yeah, I see, just So who's the third scum half that's registered? Uh, was McHugh. Uh, oh, I don't think they have one. Matt Healy. It was Steve Kearns, but he got in. I know that McHugh got taken in and out. Yeah, I'd imagine if, if it gets to that stage, Healy stepping in again like he famously did. Was it Grenoble the last time? Uh, I can't remember, but listen, uh, I. Um, 
I think they'll put out a squad that's very much capable of winning in Bordeaux. Bordeaux have nothing to play for. They don't. Um, pride. Bear pride, bear being at home, you know, the French are like that way. Listen, it depends. It re- it'll really depend on the, the squad that's picked. They'll possibly need to go for both, but for my, in my opinion, um, the Cardiff game, if you ask me which which one, Cardiff all day. Right. Like, like we've just heard from Steve Diamond, he's talking about he wants the EPSR to really think through this competition and how they frame it good to you first day on that um, you know yes you want to progress in it but the Pro 14 is a competition that just has a much stronger structure to it and obviously it's it's going to possibly be the most constructive route to the Champions Cup and it's also I mean if you get to a playoff it just puts Connick's stature on a whole other level yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I don't like writing off competitions. I no, we're not doing I, I, that. But I mean, I mean, Steve Diamond got it right. They, the EPCR doesn't know what to do with this competition. There are inconsistencies in simple things like, and I think he nailed it on the head. Why are there no TMOs at these games? Like you have team, you, you can't. And he was going on about player safety. And there were things today for both sides. You're thinking, crikey, if a TMO sees that, if a sighting officer sees that, then things will come of it. And you see the difference it makes because. If you look at the games that were, not, that were on TV, there were decisions made by TMOs. There was no chance of that happening in these the games. The TMO is a huge role to play in rugby right now. Having, not having a minute makes it so strange, doesn't it? Well, that's true, but even, I don't know, if they can't have a TMO here, right. you, well, there's that, and, you know, bring an extra pair of eyes into it. I, it listen, they, um, you're saying about writing off a competition, like, I, I don't know if EPCR written off this competition. Just with the way they're... With the way it's been managed, it's uh, it's it's poor. They're very fortunate that teams haven't completely given up. Teams like Claremont and La Rochelle are backing up their French form in this competition. Northampton, you know, and teams like Treviso are adding a real spice to it because it could be huge for them. Then you have something like the Timisoara Northampton game where the game is called off because they don't have a backup. I mean, that wouldn't be allowed to happen. This is a uh, this is the game. This is the game. This is this is the game where they got the four the four yeah. points. That shouldn't be allowed to happen. That shouldn't wouldn't be allowed to happen in yeah. any other sport. And it, and it, look, it, when we have the snow here we rearranged virtually every game and we even found a chance to play the FPD final which was performed three times because of snow it doesn't it shouldn't be allowed to ha- it shouldn't be allowed to happen that a team cannot provide a backup pitch if they know there's going to be weather problems that but EPCR decide right you're going to get four points I don't know who does that benefit doesn't benefit Tim Schwartz doesn't benefit, doesn't benefit the competition speaking of competitions here is William with the latest question last week's question was hard who I, like yeah, so the midweek question but like who has the most drop goals in the professional year for Connacht? I have my guess. I'm going to tell you my guess, okay. and right now we're going to drop the sting in, so no one here is my answer. Is it Maya Nakora? Maya Nakora? Possibly. We have 33 in the professional year. Drop goals. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't. I'd say the lead has about four, and the rest are all spread through. Remember Tiernan O'Halloran's against Cardiff that time? Eric oh. probably has a couple. Eric must have more than one. So we're still recording oh no we've given away an answer but we haven't because we don't have a clue anyways could be here's William Mark McHugh he got that drop goal <laughs> it didn't hit the ground Rob. it didn't hit the ground it didn't hit the ground it didn't, I am convinced to this day that the I tried to find it on YouTube Mark McHugh's drop goal against yeah, history yeah. 2002 we'll have to get him because uh, and see whether I'm right or not I, I'm I, still convinced to this day that that ball didn't actually hit the turf I remember when I was playing see that would have been that would have been a problem if you'd had a TMO <laughs> oh that would have ruined it no you don't ruin my greatest rugby no need for TMOs no, no. <laughs> Mark McHugh nailed it and Matt Williams was the most angriest losing coach I have ever seen what a great time yeah, that was Steph now he wasn't in balance no last week that was an angry maybe William's question would be about that <laughs> this is the longest intro to uh, William ever here's William with the competition Before I give you the final question for the quiz, 
just to let you know what the prizes are, we've got signed programs from Connacht's historic win in Belfast in October of this year. Program was signed by the entire Connacht squad. We've got signed programs from the Ireland-New Zealand game in Dublin in November, another historic day for Irish rugby. And we've got programs signed by the two Connacht men who played an integral part in that win, Kieran Marmion and Bundyaki. And we've also got match poster from Connacht's historic and never-to-be-forgotten trip to Krasnorsk in Siberia in 2015. And uh, we'll be framing that as well for whoever wins. So there's three parts to this question. It all refers to one Connacht match going back quite a long way to November the 20th, 1974, when Connacht entertained New Zealand at the sports ground. New Zealand were on tour playing all the provinces in Ireland, plus some other matches to celebrate the 100th year of the Irish Rugby Football Union. Part A, who captained Connacht in that historic match? Part B, who captained the New Zealand team that played that afternoon at the sports ground many years ago? And Part C, who scored Connacht's only points in the match? So that concludes the questions as this part of the quiz. There are five answers required, and you can send those answers to craggyrugby at gmail.com. I'll repeat the first two questions now that were asked in the previous two podcasts. Question one was who Captain Connacht when they won the Pro 12 in 2016. Question two, who has scored the most drop goals for Connacht in the professional era? So take those answers with the three answers to today's questions and send them in. So please send those answers again to craggyrugby at gmail.com. Please give your name, the five answers. We'll put all the correct answers into a hat. We'll repeat all this information in the podcast during the midweek prior to our trip to Bordeaux. The closing date is midnight on Monday, January the 21st. And we'll have the winners sorted out during our podcast after the Cardiff away match, which is being played on the 26th. That's it for this week's podcast. Big thanks to Dave and Niall for joining us. Jenny Murphy too. We'll be back for a midweek show previewing the trip to Bordeaux. We'll also be chatting about the Irish scrum half situation. A lot of injuries this weekend in the number nine jersey. And of course, we know Kieran Marmion is out until March. Caelan Blades' form could well be leading him towards an Irish cap. Let's hope so. More on that in midweek. And of course, more on all the permutations and what Connacht will have to do in Bordeaux. 